You really gotta work on strategy. You gotta, you, know, you gotta stay consistent. You being signed and you not get a hundred percent of your money, that's gonna make you work harder. You should never take a deal without talking to more than one label. Welcome back to another episode of the Producer Grind Podcast. Alan Carrington with me. What's good, man? I know you're tired, Carrington. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Man, that, hey, that ping pong game got kind of intense last night with Kato, the producer. Man, Carrington whooped Kato, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my boy Kato. Kato, bro. I was coming for you. I told you. <laughs> but the beat was cold, so. Yeah, he went crazy. He redeemed himself, right? Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah, he did. But, uh, yo, check it out. Today on the show, this man is known as the Keys of 808 Mafia. He's worked with Lil Durk, Kodak Black, Pee Wee Longway, YFNK, No Plug, Marlo, 21 Savage, Young Thug, Chance the Rapper, Speaker Knockers, Sicko Mob, Future, Casino, Z Money, and Johnny Cinco. Please welcome to the show, Cicero. Oh, yeah. So, what's good with it, fam? How you feeling? Dude? Man, I'm, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we uh we usually like to start off the show just by letting everybody know, like kind of giving them a little background of who you are and just like what you do. So you want to let them people know like what you do and how you got where you're at, what um, events led to your success. I want to say like I had like three steps of transition. What 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 led me to where I'm at? Like I had three horizons. The first horizon was like my grandma always wanted me to go to church, mm. so it was like I went to church so much. I'm like, man, I gotta find something to do. <laughs> and, and I and I and I looked at the drums and I just I was like oh, okay I can do that and I just went for that so that was my first that was like my first lift the mic up a little bit bro so it was like really like really like my first introduction more. to music mm-hmm. okay yeah. so it was like my first introduction to music as far as like where it started it so it mm-hmm. started from the church and then when I was playing the drums I used to see the keyboards they going crazy <laughs> and I was like damn what is that you feel mm-hmm. so I asked my grandma to buy me a keyboard. The same, actually, the same keyboard I was hustling the flow. You know that little Casio? Mm-hmm, it was $100 mm-hmm. at Walmart. Okay. She bought it for Christmas, and then I just started playing it mm-hmm. and taught myself how to play the keyboard. Then what was the next step after that? You said um, it was three So you didn't have no, no, no keyboard from the church? No keyboarders from the church was teaching you nothing? No, nah, nah, I just used to watch them. Then I used to go home and listen. I, my ear was strong. Mm-hmm. I used to go home, just like, just sit there. It's like, oh, man. And I found, like, come back, like, hey, bro, check this out. And I play it, but it's not the same fingers that they got, but I be playing. Mm-hmm. And they be like, bro, what? But you got it though. You got it though. Mm-hmm. So it was like my ear real strong. But your fingers was all off, like you didn't have like Yeah, the, like the I had my phone. own chords. Yeah. It had the same sound. Oh, okay. Did you ever fix it or you still be just freaking out how you No, I just be freaking out how you freaking. So I know when a lot of keyboarders who are self-taught begin to learn, the first thing they do is play the songs they like. So what songs were you playing? When you was like, yo, come check this out. Oh man. Oh man. Like all the nineties R and B. Like the first the first CD I was playing was like T P two, T P three. So them cool. It's like real E pianos. And um I used to play um um Mario Turning Point. Hey. Mm. Um Trey Song's gotta make it. Um mm, that's a dope one. Um what was, what was my um Jamie Fox um uh, uh, um Unpredictable. Yeah, oh you play that? Yeah, yeah. That's a cold song. Um The Tank. Um then I then I go, man, I man. I go to, like, I take it to Joe. You know. How long I, did you? Uh, how Raheem long did you? Devon. How come you're not making more R and B? Like this is tripped out. Like you sitting here listening to a trap guy tell you about like his influences, like all R and B. Does man, it's like it's like I want to, but it's like I'm just going. I'm just ordering my steps. Like I have this transitioning. Like right now mm-hmm. is the time where I'm like, yo, I'm gonna do that. Like right now, I wanna do it. So it's like I'm ready for it. Well, tell us about those two steps, though. You said okay, the other know, the two remain oh, yeah, steps yeah, yeah. The before we get ahead of ourselves. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. The other two steps was basically, um, like me being coming up in Chicago, and outside as a young crowd, like rapper rappers weren't coming there. But I used to um know one of the one of the, one of the big homies named Bodil. Shout out to Bodil. Um, you know, used to give us opportunity to come around. And at that time, Walker had a real hit. You feel me? <clears throat> And you know he had came back and looked out for Bodil and made him brisk squad. Mm-hmm. So I was brisk squad Monopoly at the age of sixteen, mm-hmm. just on outreach. So I knew Southside and Walker just off coming to Chicago and just like just watching them. Mm. Like, you, got a, you got a relationship with K Man? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been on K Man since, since um yep two thousand two thousand nine two thousand eight mm-hmm. back in Fayetteville. Yeah, we was going Walker. Yeah, mm. it's like I've seen it. Experience of it. That's one. And the other one was, I created an organic rave in Chicago. I created the bot wave. Like, I'm very D-low, 
and the chemos and all that, that 166, stick on my, all that, that was my mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I and I had a question about that because we were looking to do the research. Oh, I remember Sicko Mob because I'm I'm from Illinois, yeah. so I was there at that time, and that was big. I was teaching school. Was big Maserati. With the kids. That was my hit. Okay, so so I know you, you say you know you go by the keys eight oh eight mafia. Just explain you know what exactly that role is. And oh, uh, that role is actually it's like the perfect match for so long. Eight oh eight mafia always known to be hard trap. Just that oh yeah, they got the trap, the hardest trap beats. But like people don't understand that. These are still producers. You feel me? Like the world put them in a box. They didn't put themselves in a box. Mm. So when I came along, and um, it actually happened like with Chaz Gotti. Um, you probably know um, Walker, Walker, um, Walker, um, Southside best friend, mm. which is like my big brother. He was working on the mixtape, and um, Sizzle was making the beat to the vocals. And you know me, like I be like coming up with melodies. So I was like, okay, I'm just sitting up. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I wonder if I could put a melody on it. So do all that. Let me see. I'm gonna see when Sizzle come back. Fib. So I really chill like that. So I kept seeing him making the beat. I'm like, oh shit. So he like, Sizzle, come on. Let me see what you can do. So when I got on there, I made the melody sound like an actual song. Mm-hmm. And then I sat down. <clears throat> Southside got back on there. And then I heard <clears throat> my heart dropped. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. That was my first time making the beat with Southside. And it was my first time becoming 808 Mafia. And how long ago was this? Um, I say like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And so he instantly put on the spot Major Eight with Mafia. After my about Packy Bass going to LA. <laughs> he said what? Packy Bass going to LA. <laughs> say it again. Packy Bass going to LA. Oh, oh Packy Bass <laughs> going to LA. Okay, all right. And then right. I ain't trying to came out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Me and Sizzle. Mm-hmm. So you send out melody packs to everyone in Eight with Mafia? Yeah, yeah. I like to keep everybody working. Mm-hmm. Like everybody get a different side. Everybody get a chance to work with. So, so like everybody has their own little skill that they do. Oh hell yeah! yeah. So essentially, yeah. you're kind of like an in-house designer for 808. No, yeah. I mean, I know you do a lot more, but that's like having yeah. your own sound design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually like perfect, man. It's like because at the same time, now as the artists, now that we're getting big and the artists come over here now, it's not just the beat rolls. Now I'm in here. Hey, let's make records. So now we actually monitor our, half of these projects that's coming out. So really, like. We, you feel me? It's going to be way more than just 808 Mafia producing. It, 808 Mafia is stepping up and controlling and trying to get these hits. Yeah. And we seen how you worked last night, you and Trey Pond. Oh, yeah. It's like he had his own personal little uh, midi loop creator like with him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was over on the computer just pulling yeah, up the drums on there, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All he had to do was throw the drums on. Yeah. Um, how do y'all operate the business? Um, you know, obviously when you're making records, you're making records. But when you're doing the loop pack thing, how do y'all do that from a business standpoint? Um... We so so family, like we are brothers, we just share it, bust it down. Like when we care, like if you'll be up, I'm, I'm like, put a sound on it. Just put a sound on it. And then you might send it off and, and you might just play it and it might get placed because we ain't really sending it off to no nobody who's not gonna put it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like you like hey, you put that over there? All right, cool. All right, well we got some money over there. Like we get money with each other. Like I like do I got people I don't know. Fuse got people I don't know, Sis got people I don't know. Trey got people do I don't know. TM got people that you don't know. So every time we get up, it's somebody new that we we know. Oh, I got I got this this person over here. It's like mm-hmm. who got first deals? It's like really just being the first the first thing. Like I got first deals. Everybody like really just we not selfish. It's like bro, I got this art. You can pop. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's when you'll see all those hubs. If you notice, you got to watch us. <clears throat> Everybody do their own thing, but when you see that little time, you know something about something happened. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your most notable like um, ones that you've you know, you know, uh, um, what's what I'm saying? Contributed to. Yeah. Um, man, the Hinge album, the new Illuminati, like we did, we worked so hard on that because we did a thousand beats. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then one came out. You know what I'm saying? How and many then, did he record to? Oh, man. Every last one of them. Like, Fusion don't leave beats up. Mm-hmm. I don't leave beats So like, that was just my time of trying to, trying to find how I was going to break through. You feel me? At the same time, cause, like, I'm a melody person. And at the same time, I'm like, just coming in. So I was like, how how they gonna know it's me? They knew it was me. Cause it's the sound. Future knows it's a different sound. Like you bring the soulful made, sound. It's a soulful sound. So that's me, they bring the soul. And you were able to be in the studio with Future? Yeah. Okay. How long did it take you to get like from when you started playing keys to where you was like, okay, I'm pretty fire on the keys? Mm-hmm. Um like three, three summers. Three summers? Were you yeah. just in the summertime or were you doing it year round? Year round. Yeah. But I say three summers because that's when you don't have nothing to do. Yeah. So it was like a lot of times people, it's like when you, 
you just gotta balance what you put your effort into. They mm-hmm. always say you put 100% in, you get 100% out. So at the same time, I was monitoring what I was putting 100% into. Mm-hmm. People would get up and they want to go, man, who wants to go outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm finna go walk to the church right fast and see if the pastor there and see if I can go in there and work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be working out, sweating like one, one to five, and one to like 12 o'clock to like five. I mean, I just steady playing Oregon, go out and stay playing drums, stay playing Oregon, then go home, play and I just listen to the radio and just play every song on the radio. Mm. That's how I really learned. Just listen to, to the radio too? Every, every song on the radio. I wanted to play every hot song. I ain't want to play no like no bullshit song. I don't want to hear no bullshit beat. I wanted that shit. So it's kind of like the same thing Earl was saying when he was on the podcast is that he was working at what Dollar Tree or Dollar mm-hmm. General. He would listen yeah. to the pop radio all the time yeah. and that helped him on the keys. I wanted that shit that you couldn't get. Mm. That's why I made beats. Mm. As me being, I was a, I was an artist. Like it still is to this day, but God bless the production has already taken off, so I'm going with it. But at the same time, I didn't have no beats. But I was a certain type of artist who was actually a good artist. So I'm like, what the fuck is them beats that's coming on the radio? This back when SoundCloud was coming. You feel me? So I'm, we stayed, everybody stayed down SoundCloud. Everybody stayed down. I was downloading bad beats off SoundCloud. I was paying $250 for beats, all type of shit. When the real hip hop beats and shit, I'm like, what the fuck the beats that's coming out on the radio and the album? Yeah. Them weren't the beats that, that we kept. You feel me? I'm like, where's like, that sound? You couldn't find those beats. Where's yeah. that sound? So you just decided to make your own. Man, bro, I got I to gotta make it. Mm-hmm. Gotta make it. Your story, or rather your style, reminds me of when I hear it. Obviously, uh, Cassius comes to mind, but also Scott Storch comes to mind. And when I think of when you were saying those songs was on the radio, I know that was a big part of Scott Storch's sound where he's able to make yeah. something you wouldn't hear in quite on sound clip. Yeah. So it's like I want to make them I like I want to make hits. Like that shit that you feel like, oh what the fuck is that? Like um the Sierra um Mike Will. I don't know what track you're talking about. Nah, oh what's it um yeah get into you Somebody in the comments, tell us the name so, of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah somebody in the comments will let us know. You never knew Mike with a drum so they can do that. Hmm. That was a big start, a step song. So you're saying like, is 808 Mafia now looking to get like outside of just rap music? They're Hell looking to get pop yeah. music, everything. Hell yeah. Have y'all I, stepped into like the EDM world? I know you had, I know Waka has been in that EDM yeah, like, world. Yeah, like, like, like Sizzle been messing with um, Marshmallow Hair. Oh, okay. And, yeah, um, that's a big artist. Like I was messing with, um, whoa, he's from UK. Actually a trap UK rapper. Um, rapper? Uh-huh. Rapper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that name, man. So many people. But yeah, we over there. We're gizzing. Gizzing oh, okay. takes a lot of uh, expanding. It's like I love Gizzing. Like, like that's when I 808 Mafia brothers who from overseas. Yeah, no, we, we had him on like the we viral over there. Like just off Gizzing. Like he's a sound designer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, addition to making beats. So yeah, yeah. Like Gizzing created that gap. Yeah, Gizzing created that gap. So let's talk. Let's go back a little bit. You know, when you said you were in the studio with Sizzle for the first time, first time you made a beat, and he said, "Pack your bags, we're going to LA." I feel like there's a lot of producers listening right now that that's like a dream come true. Like, man, and that seems like a movie. Drop. That's like a movie scenario. Like, it don't even happen like that. I feel you know like what I feel like it's per- it, it was perfect. It was well deserved because it was a fair exchange. Even though I knew him, it wasn't like, oh, I knew him. I was knowing him and one like, you feel me? Like, to to actually be put on the spot, like that's to producers, like to producers, hey. You better be ready. Like all that sending people beats and all that stuff. You finally get to your favorite rapper, get to get to your favorite producer, and then you get on that spot, you better show out. So it was like I was ready. And I was glad I was ready. That's why like you I got say drafted. That. Yeah, I got <laughs> drafted. So like and D and DY was like, man, perfect for Italy, man. You believe in you believe in the law of attraction? Yeah. You think that played a part? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And what I what I see there is I see you having the skill set to build the relationships and get in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And then having developed this set, this uh, skill set on the keys, right? Mm-hmm. And instantly, you know, I don't see it as like a movie scenario. For some people, it might be, right? But it's like, oh no, Sizzle saw your value immediately, right? And that's one thing we talk about is building value in yourself so that other people are able to see it. But people sure. don't understand how I got in that room because I actually was a producer and I actually was an artist too, but I was engineering Sizzle. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I always be telling these producers they don't want to record nobody. Sizzle made it because I recorded everybody. Mm. I volunteered to help. 75% of my career was free. Mm. That's why I'm able to say them names. And I can call them and give them my beats and say, bro, rap on this. Facts. Mm. And now it's to the point, I call them, I don't even want to give them beat because I know you so much. I just really watched you just make it, bro. I just recorded you and then tried like 
a whole month and we did Ezra did three in Little Mexico in fucking like a week. And the shit went out and I'm like, oh, you feel what I'm saying? Like that shit to me, I'd be like, whoa shit, I'd be cool with that. Like I'm I like the upbringing. No, I still we talked to a lot of producers that, you know, have come up through engineering, you know what I mean? The opportunity that comes up. Never know you which way in. Cause I engineered Jeff Gordon. <clears throat> Jeff Gordon? Yeah. Like the race car driver? The song that he had dropped at the same time. Oh, oh that's what I was like. <laughs> nah, I was like, what he rapped? Nah. A lot of songs out I like probably not right, since we mixed it. Mm. A lot of projects I probably mixed and asked about shit. And oh, to this day. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. So speaking of Cicero, um, I myself, I lived in Chicago for a few years, so I'm pretty familiar with the name Cicero. But, you know, as soon as we heard that, you know, that kind of rang a bell for me. Like, how'd you get your name? Um, I got my name from actually the people in my hood. But it was actually, see, I used to dance in Ford, Chicago, Juniors. Yeah. And Ford used to be like called Terror Squad or whatever. So my homie used to see me every time. He's like, man, it's two Shines. Like, hey, bro, what's up, Sean? He's like, who? Hey, Sean. But every time I see him, he see me on Cicero. Mm. And every time I like, people see me, they'll see me on Cicero. Because that was like my area. So it was to, to a point like, he called me, it's Cicero. So then we went out south. And he's like, man, y'all the Cicero. And I'm like, what? Then females came like, hey, it's Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, what's up? You feel me? He's like, it's not that <laughs> From that day on, it was a battle for the name Cicero. My, my boy Donzel, he had already had the name Cicero. Mm. You feel me? Because he was trapping. You feel me? They just gave mm. me the name Cicero. And then I had cre- created a tag and the bot wave made the Cicero on the beat. And it was like, that's Cicero. So right. Pretty much put your claim on it. Yeah. After that. Yeah. That's what's up. How do you how do you feel about people that false claim 808 Mafia? Because I see so many um, people on Instagram and then you go check the Wikipedia and it's like, I don't see your name here. Man, I feel like you should first off do what I did. Just work hard. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like and it's it's one thing to rep something, but something that somebody built and to put your name on it. Right. And to sell collabs yeah. and beats. It's kind of disrespectful not to me, but to the creator. So it's like nothing I could do about it. Like it's cool to see you want to be a part. I'm always embrace, I always embrace all the producers. Like I I embrace everybody. So it's like I be down there feeling sorry. Like, I didn't, like, the Clyde kept, I didn't dealt with a fake 808 Mafia member. You feel me? And yeah. was like, then did songs, I'm rocking out. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's my boy. Hey, did I call again? Like, hey, shorty, man, I ain't telling you, bro. Who is? Who is that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all ain't, ain't, y'all ain't go, go out there and tell me he was gay? Because, <laughs> you know, that's what you be thinking. You feel Because some people yeah. get stamped. So you don't know if you got stamped. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's so different people. That yeah, you don't know what you don't know at the same time. You don't know what somebody been told. Like you got you got some people that got family. We got families. I got cousins. If I'm eight away mafia, they eight away mafia. Yeah. So if they going around these little young producers and they like, hey man, my cousin ain't mafia, man. You know, you want the top members, man. You eight away mafia. We we eight away mafia. It makes sense. They're like, mm. Bro, you real? Then I can't make a beat with them. So humble, and I ain't talked about nothing. We just so kicking it. And it it's like, just real fuck with you. Yeah. I'm going on the 808 Mafia. <laughs> so what's that process look like when you actually become like a verified 808 Mafia? Like get stamped like you say. Oh shit. That shit like I like that shit. Because it's really it's really a hard ass task that I don't think nobody really could just do. Mm. Can't just do it. You gotta become an 808 Mafia member. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like I was 808 Mafia but I had to become an 808 Mafia member. Mm. And I used to always be on Sizzle ass like man what's up man? You know what I'm saying? I thought the shit was gonna fall out of the sky. Like, you see me after that day? Mm. Oh man, that's nothing. Mm. So I thought it was time to go. Mm. I had to work. You feel me? Then I had to really, really, really work because it's 808 Mafia. So them songs that's coming out, them beats that's coming out, you better get one of them big persons, that shit better come out, out. So I had to like really, 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 really like grind for it. Many nights, like up be long way, 10 in the morning, making beats. Like, bro, I'm tired. I'm going to leave. No, turn back around. Come on. Like, just feel me. Mm-hmm. Now, what's yeah. the, like, what's the structure like with 808 Mafia? Like, is it, who's at the top and then how does it work? Like, for anyone oh, that doesn't really the know. Balls. Sizzle is the boss. Mm-hmm. But Mark, he's not what everybody thinks. Sizzle's so legendary. It don't matter what we do. Can't create another Sizzle. Mm-hmm. He birthed us. Facts. So he's the founder and then <laughs> who, who, who's he working with? Like, how did that whole... 
I think it's a isn't it a common misconception that it was Southside and Lex that form Yeah, they, they it was a form, but at the same time, it's legendary. It's like at the same time created me. I used to watch Eight Away Mafia TV. Mm. Yeah, I used to watch that dude Southside number. So it was Lex and Southside that started it. Yeah, and then Lex just fell back. No, I don't think he fell back. I think he wanted to be Lex Luger. Okay. Southside wanted to be Eight Away Mafia, bro. Physical to play young sister a long time ago. Some people, some people are like, there's like a, like an inside joke, or whatever. Like they say, the 808 Mafia Varsity and an 808 Mafia JV, and it's not to speak to anybody's <laughs> skill level, but like it seemed like there's certain, like if somebody say, "Hey, Wu Tang gonna be there," and you gotta wonder, like, okay, who from Wu Tang gonna be there? 808 Mafia gonna be here, but we know it's only certain. Oh, yeah. 808 Mafia. Oh yeah, nah, it be there. like that though. You gotta go crazy. It's been like that with me too. First, my first early stage, I ain't really had. Nothing to say. And I had to go hard. You feel me? But you got to work your name. Like, you got to work your name. Like, okay, you, you suss that to me, bro. Mm. That shit didn't click. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's saying oh, you wasn't working shit. hard enough. I'm not working hard enough. Mm. But also, is he also saying, like, hey, it's okay to use the name, too? It's okay to use the name according to what you finna do. I gave it to you, meaning, like, I'm a vouch for you. I'm not going to give it to you and, like, do that. Like, why? We put the trust in you. Yeah. yeah. Trust in to go ahead and do that extra work. So you have this, like, crazy large IG following, right? And I, I want to say, but you also get good engagement because it shouldn't be like that. But it seems nowadays we see so many people, like, they have so many followers, but, like, no engagement. We just noticed, like, you got a ton of engagement. So how did you build your audience? And how do you keep them engaged where you got so many people, like, clicking and commenting um, on your stuff? Um, I basically... I bet everybody, everybody that I know that's with my following, I'm hands-on with. From these little, the little producer that might say, um, little baby sizzle, 05. I talk to them. They be in my D, I talk to everybody. Anybody I meet, I actually fuck with. So mm-hmm. at the same time, you know me like I know you. So, so like I, show you, I show all these people the same respect on theirs just like they do mine. You saying you do that on social media as yeah, well? Yeah, on social media. Yeah. So at the same time, when I was coming up, they supported me. So all these people are just people that's just it's just growing and growing. I take my time with it. I go out of town, I might meet 50 people. Then I go work hard. I just told y'all I make beats, I'm going crazy. So when I leave y'all, y'all gonna see me in the studio it's two weeks going crazy. Mm. So you gonna tune in and guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give you a little what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, here's somebody that understands like, okay, I'm about to have a new audience. Let me show them something new. You know what I mean? So you probably, would I, if I would guess, do you ever like recycle content or like, hey, this is a dope thing that I got new people that haven't seen this shit. I should um, show it to them again. Um, I do, but I may, I more so say the shit people don't, people don't say and they fuck with me because of it. So people look for, look for Cicero to go ahead and say the shit they thinking about, about what's going on musically in the grind. Anything that uh, that's grinding or anything about somebody coming up, I'm the king. I feel like I'm the king of the stroke. I go, I go from anything because I fucking made it with it. You tell me I need money, ain't take, ain't take no money. I left Chicago with a fucking Greyhound ticket, my mama computer, and look what I met. Mm. That didn't cost no money. It cost faith. You know Just effort, too. Just effort, yeah, yeah. grind. I put a hundred into it. Like, it's times I didn't go to sleep. Like, I went to the club for a whole year just to find that drop. Cause nobody went rapping my beats in line. I'm like, bro, this right, you ain't got that drop. Like, what the fuck is that drop? I went to the club for a whole year. And I became a club member, too. So I'm like, what made me dance? But that's why I got something different to me now, too, because I know what made me dance. Can you talk about that a little bit, too? Because that's something I experienced and a lot of people experience that when they get down here, it takes time to catch the sound. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Oh, yeah, it takes time to catch the sound. Because first of all, you're trying to really just force your sound. Atlanta has a system. And at the same time, it's really a vibe. They teach you how to, like, you come in, you vibe. It's like, ain't no music sheet, ain't no nothing. Like, you feel that? Like, when I came down here, even when I was rapping, he was like, bro, you fine. And I'm like, oh, shit, they really mean that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at the same time, you getting that, that boost. Atlanta get you hype. When you get hype, you can go crazy. So if you just hype an artist up, you can go in the booth and go crazy. That's like the same thing you was talking about yesterday when you yeah. said when you was making music, it's all feeling. And as soon as you start thinking, like, what did you say, like a scientist yeah, or something? Yeah, you, said, you can't feel, man, you numb. You feel me? Like, you can feel that shit. Like, man, so certain shit, I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm so... Man, I think Kanye really don't got nothing on my scientific. Mm. I'm I'm talking about, I hear some shit. I want you to keep it. Like, I don't even know what you just said, but the way you said that shit sounds so fire. 
Keep mm. that. Mm. That's what I be on. You know what I'm saying? So with the with the um to bring that feeling out, what are some of your favorite chords and or like uh, you know your favorite uh, keys and Man. like chord progression? Look, you know what's so crazy? I don't even know, but I know one thing: C and D works for everything. C and D sharp man works everything. And I'm gonna tell you one thing: I'm gonna tell you a trick, like a sister engineer trick. You know, I do magic. <laughs> like in the like engineering world, they know. Like you feel me? C and D sharp minor and major for every beat. The best out of tune. I don't care what beat you put on. Mm. C and D sharp minor D flat. Don't go past that. You might bump an E. You all that B G stuff and people going nah, You gonna play? You gonna be in one key? Mm. How can I play in one key and play all these songs? Mm. That's a gem right there. So that means you put your own self in the box. You can transpose. Sometimes mm. I transpose one beat. I'm like, remember that? You seen that beat that got transposed? Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa. It's a different chord progression. You never know. Just try the shit. That's why I like the piano. Because you just got to just try it. And you know what? When, I always tell people, you want to learn to play piano? When that shit hurt, that ain't it. When it hurt, what you mean? What you mean? I told you it's about feeling. You going to hit that key. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you like, what the fuck like is that? Like hit the wrong notes. You like, hey, y'all, hey, bro, you please, y'all the piano, bro. <laughs> you know that you feel me and if you sit there and you be like hold on let me try to you might catch a chord you hold on that's, that's how not I play like, oh that's not bad right there I played that's how I learned how to play so I'm like mm, what was that so I stay right there at that one chord I'd be in the house stuck right there you see, <laughs> you see yesterday I didn't move my head like when I catch so sometimes I come, I come across chords like, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm glad, like, God gave me that gift. I don't know. I just, just be playing. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that? Mm. Like, do I want to forget? I got the mouse right here. Right about, I got that there. What, what, what hand that was? Just keep that hand there. Just keep that hand right there. Do so you, you wasn't on, like, you wasn't on, like, oh, I need to go get a piano lessons, or I need to go Man, on YouTube and just be, like, nah. and take notes and study it. You just really base it off a of feeling. I start playing every radio station and start learning some shit because I'm bored. Mm. You get it? Don't nobody want to do this. They say, what the hell are you going? I'm in the house. You feel me? So, right, so right. you feel me? So I'm on humble shit. You feel so, you, so you never really learned to read traditional music. I'm playing the gospel channel because I already know them chords. Crazy. The ones I started off with. So let me just play my little two chords right fast, and then I go to a trap beat and hit the same chord with a single note played in. So now when I start stop playing chords and start playing single notes, I say, "Oh shit, I can make beats all day." <laughs> I say, "Oh shit, the fucking beats is the single notes. The fucking songs is the chords." Tropic Major Gems. Right. Cheat code. I can play one fucking finger and, and go crazy because I'm monitoring my sound. But when I play a chord, I want to go somewhere and come back around the corner and stay right here. It's a melody. Mm. It's like a full little journey, like in your melodies. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So at the same time, all those chords were the same. I can play. I, I then I start looking up the chords that that made Billboard top top Billboard hits. Mm. London used London Young Thug. Um, um, what song that was? I think Free Go Up, and it was another one. Um, off the Ridge Game. Those are like pop chords for like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift. Those are pop chords. So now when I was going to the to the pop channel, I'm like, bro, what? That shit sound like the same thing. So now I'm playing. Remember I was playing the keyboard yesterday. It sounded like I was playing pop. No, I was just playing the keyboard right. Mm. And however I felt, whoever, whatever I said out, that's what was going to make it the beat. So it depends on the artist. I could have went just straight and just started humming. I would have made it a yodel song. I could have got down and started just You said a yodel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yodel song? I would instantly change it. Yeah. Hell yeah. No matter the beat, it's the artist, you, with your deliverance. Let's the sound say, you make. Let's, let's back up a little bit on one thing you said. You said you took the Greyhound bus, come down to Atlanta, right? And there's a lot of producers out there from all these other different cities yeah. that want to move to Atlanta, want to move to LA, want to do yeah. this and that. But they're like, yo, when I move down there, I don't know nobody down there. What am I supposed to do? And I ain't know nobody. So what, what did you do? What I did, oh man, I called my called my homie, so so I came down. I was my uncle. I was like, man, he was in Buckhead. Actually, it was like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I swear to God, that's how I came. Like. Wheel <laughs> yeah. straight from the trenches to the to the to, to the guy, man, the, penthouse. How about yeah. Marty? Yeah, <laughs> rules and everything. I don't know. They got the road ready for me. I'm like, come on, aunt, man. You feel me? Meeting doctors and shit. I'm like, man, <laughs> like, man time out. So what I did was call. I'm like, man, y'all know anybody in Atlanta? So my homie knew. My homie from Chicago knew Losa Losa Loda. That was my first best friend. Mm. That Losa Loda was my first friend. Down. 
So Lisa Lil to call me like, man, say like call Trey. Like, man, where you at, bro? I'm like, man, I'm right here walking back. Like, bro, you know we in the nine, bro. You feel me, what, man? You want to come out here? I'm like, shit, I don't give a fuck. I'm go see it. So he taught me how to take the train. I took the train out and just, just out there. Like, my first day, I had to live. So I had to start over and become a person first. Then the music shit fell in place because these are my friends. I, like, like me, low so loaded. Um, who else? Like, Dirty Racks. Like, a couple of these people. These all people like, came up. These like the first, only people I knew. Like, the side Baby, all these little people from, from over there in the area. Like, we was really, like, just friends. Coming up together, we was putting tens and fives together to go to these little shows. And yeah, we used to wake up every day. And everybody got five dollars to go to the studio. We had a little studio in Bankhead, twenty five dollars an hour. I ended up working so hard at the studio that he started giving me a studio, so mm. I became the Bankhead engineer mm. and a producer. Mm. So now all these artists who buzz and now I was already recording them. That's why I'm chilling. So you think it's about just starting as humbly as you can and just keep yeah. building it's, and it's, it's, it's about it's about it's about trusting in the person that ain't shit. Mm. I just heard something powerful in there. I was thinking, I got interviewed two weeks ago, right? And they said, uh, who who would you most want to work with? And I was about to say, like, that big. And I realized I know who I'm going to be working with, the people I'm grinding with right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. who, so who, if you think you, I'm going to work with Drake, I'm going to work with, no. Yeah. Whoever you coming up with right now, that's who you finna work with. That's, that's who you going to make it with. If I wouldn't ever, like, really doing music with my my, 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 my homies in Chicago, like, my cousins, um, Chris, they call him Frelo and um, TJ. If I wasn't really like making music with them every day, I wouldn't have been practicing so much because they they didn't know what they're doing. I was just so much of a, I'm going to show y'all how to do music. <clears throat> so they pushing me so much off me just coming to the studio, they trying to learn everything. I always want to learn everything. I took that chance. That's why I, I be telling people too. I made a sacrifice and I knew what I was in for. You feel me? So at the same time, I'm like, damn. All right. This is my purpose. I ain't even gonna worry about shit. I'm just gonna develop the art. I'm gonna be there for them. Mm. Like half of these artists, bro, we be up late nights. This is what I need to do. Bro, you need to go to Say Cheese, tell them to do this, walk the band. We finna wake up the next morning. You finna stop smoking. We're gonna get some ice by Jerry. We're gonna do that. We're gonna go to LA. We're gonna get now. Have this person link up. Like, this is what I do. This is the part I play with these. You feel me? Mm, behind the scenes type. Yeah. Make That's a real Every producer. day. Every day. Hey, bring you to the studio. You tripping. Cinco, I swear to. Hey, bro, I was a fan. I sent him a paragraph beat when I first came in. I sent him a paragraph, like, bro, I want to help you. Mm. This one, I want shit. Like, first one, I'm like, I sent a paragraph, bro. Mm-hmm. Same, I'm like, bro, please, goddamn, let me goddamn, please, bro. I got the sound for you. Kate ended up telling him now, like, oh, shit, Cicero, admire you, bro. Like, hell no. Went back and sent the old message, like, damn, bro, you hit me up when you got there. He like, this shit crazy. Look how this shit happened. And then we went where I swear too. I was a fan waiting on I Swear 2. Mm. Yeah. I Swear 2 out now. 611. How could you? That's me. How could you? Um, how, um, how, how could you ever? That's me. I don't need all the beats on there. I just want him to do it. Mm. Cinco active right now. You feel me? I so it really sounds like when you first made the um that trip down from Chicago to Atlanta, the first thing you really need, the first step is just building relationships and just yeah, being a person. Yeah, it's for real being a I want to go somewhere and they and they want to go somewhere. So at the same time, I know what I had. Look, y'all don't know how to do this shit. You feel me? And everybody acting like they want to record y'all. We we, we outside hanging, so y'all my homies. So I'm a part of this shit too. So that, so it's really somebody finessing me too, because I want to rap too. Or see, I want to make some beats. There's something going on. So at the same time, I played. I just played the, the whole road. I stepped up behind the engineer because when nobody engineered me and the guy, and we mm. spent too much money. So I can't stop from thinking like that when I get up with artists. So I think with the relationship building, a lot of people, you know, come to Atlanta and expect like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in the studio with They want to get paid. I'm going to be in the studio with Sizzle. I'm going to be in the studio with Zay. First off, they don't do their research. Yeah, we look like we just little regular people that be doing beats. Bruh, I mean, that's like you be on a laptop researching your homework. I'm, I'm researching artists. I'm researching people who, who look like they got something going on. Mm. And I'm reaching out to them. I used to go to the club and get 50 numbers every night. I used to tell my girl, yeah, I got 20 numbers. What are you talking about? I just stood in the bathroom and just got everybody numb. Because everybody didn't look like fucking rappers. And I was like, hey, bro, you rap? You like, you rap? I got a studio, bro. Mine, no, I got the sauce. Y'all, man, y'all from Memphis? When y'all come back down, y'all get up with me. And I had, a, I had the best price. You feel me? I used to give people. What I used to do? It's $50 an hour. Give them four-hour sessions. You feel me? I make $100 off the engineer, but guess what? I'm selling you all the beats. I'm just making them scratch. Just give me $50, bro. 
I was making everything scratch. Everybody had their own beats. My whole career, everybody had their own beat. Never resold a beat. If you had resold a beat, somebody went on my computer and did that shit. Well, it wasn't a game, them. Just got down, went on somebody's computer, and they were so thirsty, they couldn't find a just roll beat, that they just loaded that bitch up. I gave everybody own beats. So you wasn't like money hungry when you first came Hell down here. No. You wasn't trying to be Why? like, yo. Because guess what? That's gonna. That's not, I'm trying to get somewhere. So that's, that's like a short-term play. Time, if I'm trying to build my trust with an artist, and you got money, and you spending your money, you looking at me as a, as a fucking, just like you buying some clothes. Is these shoes trying to buy me? Or is I'm trying to buy it? Mm. No, bro. I'm trying <laughs> to buy you, bro. You mm. feel me? I just look good. I got the sauce. You know you got to pay for this shit. Come on. Mm. But guess what? You ain't got to pay for this shit because I love this shit so much. I'm with you. So now we ain't even thinking about this shit. Hey, she's really young. Yeah, oh, nah, yeah, yeah. She's really much more. Now everything's got that. We're going out of town. You fight book. I'm going places now. I'm seeing things. I'm riding forums. I'm getting Gucci, the Cartier glass and shit. The old guy was he money. He opened the door for me. On just shit that I wanted to do. But we be so discouraged because we ain't got the money trying to sell beats and shit. You can't do it. Mm. These artists be having a way for you. You just ain't trying to look out for them. Right, they right. got the sauce. You gotta stay down. They got the form. They gonna, they gonna sauce you up. But it's like, bro, you just trying to get some money out of me. And you just acting like a little engineer. You acting like a little producer, dude. Don't be like that. Be a a a product, a production of what else to be productive to the to the call. Shit. I, I I would throw this out there. People um often ask me either. An artist asks me how much I charge, or a producer will say how much shit I charge. And you sound like maybe you kind of got it. Where it's like, I don't necessarily give my price. Say, yo, what you trying to spend? What's your budget? Yeah. And I'm gonna figure out what I can deliver to yeah, you yeah. for that budget. Yeah, that's what I say too. Yeah, that's what I do. Cause it's like, I've been man, I didn't, I didn't been, I didn't, and then I've been through a lot of shit too. By you know how when you ain't thinking about becoming no industry producer and stuff, you just, you just, you just on your grind, you make beats. You don't care about making it. You just, you feel me. You be going big on people don't know it. Oh, bro, I charge this. You just miss some seven hungry rappers that's SoundCloud rappers right now. That's what I'm learning now. Watch what you're doing. Watch who you're talking to. Watch how you tell somebody you don't want to give them a beat. I give them a beat. Now, but it's on you. Our friend of mine already. Now, if you don't go crazy with that shit, so it's like, man, I take losses, bro. I, I just thought I just got to get that shit away first. Let you know this shit ain't nothing, bro. I love this shit. So that brings us to a segment on producer crime that we like to call overrated, <laughs> underrated. We present you with five topics. You simply tell us whether you think that topic mm. is overrated or underrated. And if it merits further discussion, we will ask you to explain. So we're gonna start off with some Chicago shit. Overrated, <laughs> underrated, Harold's chicken. Uh overrated. You say overrated? Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I was happy to see they got one here in Atlanta or Edgewood. Me too. So why you say it's overrated? Because they just put the name of the they ain't bringing the sauce. <laughs> oh, so you saying the Atlanta Heralds ain't hitting like the Chicago they ain't Heralds? Bringing the sauce. <laughs> Have you been to the Atlanta J and J? Yeah, they what? got see, see them see them lines, soup lines. <laughs> the sauce over there. <laughs> if you don't know in Chicago, it's like a thing between J and J chicken and fish versus they got Harold's. a little sprinkle. What you think about Uncle Ramos? See, what I tell you. He said what? Uncle Ramos. That's the one from the yeah, West Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walker, matter of fact, every time Walker, um, when Hard to Paint always come out, every time he comes to Chicago, he's go right to Uncle Ramos to get um, G Pan. They don't mm-hmm. go to J and J. They don't go to Harold. They go to Uncle, Uncle Ramos. Ramos. They Uh-oh. pull the tour bus right there on Madison mm. and hop out. This is like when when Woody kids like all of them was just like we was like oh shit like that's what that's when that was that one they just get the Uncle Ramos shit. <laughs> I'm like damn y'all niggas love shit. Overrated, underrated chord creators, like those VSTs and plugins that create chords. Underrated. Say more. Cause what I tell people is about about music is ah my biggest fear is for a person that I hate. I fear for people. Don't get discouraged. I hate that because when you get discouraged, it's over with. So it's like I don't I don't chord helpers and make them make a beat. And guess what? I don't use something that I'm like oh shit. Now I can make some beats, make 30 beats right here, right fast. Mm, Shit, yeah. come on. You feel me? It's, it's, it's good to take pressure off. That's dope as fuck. All right. Overrated, underrated, gelato. Man, that shit. Overrated. All right. Overrated, underrated, selling beats online. Underrated. Talk about it. Because I never sold a beat online. And I read on selling beats online. And the actual business plan behind it. It's fucking so man, I feel like I feel like an ass. I feel like I feel like I feel so dumb 
you know how somebody tell you the instruction was right down on the back, mm-hmm. but you just never looked through it. Like that person gave you that book and say, "Hey, bro, read the Gucci Man book," and you kept sitting right there. You never opened it, but when you open it, the first page had everything on there. That's how I feel with the beats online. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man I, man. I read this shit, my homie. You know, I was telling you, yeah, he had my my homie who had me sit down and watch everything to, mm-hmm. to where I'm here. Mm-hmm. Man, he had me watch YouTube producers, and the YouTube producer was speaking upon how he make money, and he was showing that his tags automatically. The way he's tagging things, making his top priority of the search. So he's getting 100K easily. Mm-hmm. He's monitorized a future type beat. People typing in future type beat all day. And he's the first he, one that pops up. He made $10,000 off of that now. And then guess what? The person can actually buy the beat. And guess what he say? Sold. And mm-hmm. guess what he's still getting? Streams. They already was in the game for streams. They winning. So really, I want to learn from them. I'm learning from them right now, actually, because electronic money is actually good to outreach places we can't go. Mm. You know, we were at the conference last week. It was a lot of academics speaking, and somebody, it, it shocked me. An academic started talking about type beats and it threw me off. And they found that, like, while we have a discussion about type beats around money, I guess in, like, the hood, like, type beats are a big deal because... If you if you might be ten years old and you and your people just want to start trying to rap and that's your only option, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Type beats, YouTube, the MP3. You yeah. need the type beats. If it weren't for type beats, nobody would be rapping, bro. Thanks. And if it weren't for type beats, you wouldn't want to go harder because you're like, man, someone did somebody pull up that type beat in your session and you write that make beats. You go, like, man, bro, I got some beats. <laughs> you feel disrespected. Yeah, you like, man, look, bro. Every time you see somebody go to your YouTube type, you like, hey, bro, man, I, man, I got a beat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm matter of fact, I'm making one. You make them make you one. I pull out the keyboard, everything. Come on, bro, I make you one. <laughs> they got they had these programs for these kids that like kind of write about what's going on in their hood. You know what I'm saying? To rap yeah. about it. You know what I'm saying? And the yeah, only yeah, way yeah. that house was they gonna get beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I guess like the teachers didn't even know about what type they beats call were. up Cicero. Little kids call up Cicero. <laughs> yeah. Do what else? Do you do any like teaching or like any community man. outreach stuff? I do that shit. Like I was just telling them. Man, I've been doing that shit. I just don't talk about it. Like, like I train engineers that come from out of town. It's three engineers that I got them engineering in Atlanta right now and they're actually doing 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 right. You see what I'm so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just ain't no name on it. Yeah. Like I just met I met a little young guy from um from Summer Hill, man, at the studio with his with his homie who engineer, man. And he just was so you feel me? He just glued to me. That's a student. Yeah. So I took him around and took him around all the way he needed to take him around. And I did shit like go on his page, stop him, go on that do little shit like that, follow him back. I write comments on all the up and coming people. I don't care if I'm not that big. I do shit like that. That's the way I teach and give back. I give back all the time. I'm saying all my dudes every day. Mm. That's good energy. Gary V says, if you give him more than you get, you always going to be winning yeah. in life. Well, That's for that. So, lastly, on overrated, underrated, Takashi 6 9 mm. <laughs> Why are you doing me like that? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to put it all. You know what? He's underrated. Why you say that? Because I'm not normal. And I'm not gonna say the normal thing because I'm an abnormal thinker. And and from from me being a person who's real big on humanity, he's a, he's a, he's underrated. Because what do you mean by like big on humanity? Like what does he do that makes you say that? Everybody wanna follow all these rules of life, but the one you're supposed to follow, there's only one rule to follow. Treat each other equally. Respect human being. If you loud and that's how you talk, that's how you talk. You ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't crazy because you talk loud. You just talk loud. If I don't talk, something wrong with me. I'm lame because I don't talk. Mm. If he tall and he's short, what's wrong with him? He can't get no bitches because he's short. I respect he's a human being. 6'9 is a human being. So you got to look at him as a regular human being. I don't care what costume you put on. He don't want to wear what you want to wear. He don't want to do that. As, as me being young, I be like on the man. And then I get into my adult world. And I be like, I look at it different. Humanity. Just like a different wisdom. Like you, the more wisdom you have, like you yeah. see it from a different angle. Yeah, I see it from a different angle. Makes sense. Because at the same time, the kids bounce around and I was like, I was a bigger part of that with the bot wave and I controlled the kids. Mm. Like I stopped the violence for a long ass time. 
It, you know, and, and that's overrated, <laughs> underrated on the Producer Grind podcast um, with Cicero on the beat. But that you bring that up, that's something I definitely want to ask you about is the Chicago, like, when first of all, I mean, I've been knowing about the violence going on in Chicago. I was living there. I was teaching there at one point. Yeah. And I meet people down here in Atlanta, and people are coming to Chicago in droves. And I ask, why do you move? Because I want to live. So not just for you coming down for the music. Can you just talk about what's going on in Chicago, how that's affecting people long term? I mean, before 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 the music, shit, I didn't even really leave because of the music. I was already, nigga, Joe, bro, I left in my prime. You get it? Be swing all up and down. And then I left because I was like, it wasn't even about that. It's just people say you're dying. So for the same time, if everybody that you grew up with and you started to get older, you start seeing like people you just shook hands with, they you know he died. Mm. Yeah. Like what? Goes to the store. Hey, what's up, bro? You know, bro, last night you did that. Then it's like, your mama called, where you at? In the studio. Well, you know my friend's son. My mama buried three of her friend's son. Damn. Then the last incident, I had gotten to it with some family and some friends. And that shit was like. You was kind of in the middle? Hell yeah. Like, oh, they stole. I opened the door for my, for my little cousin, though. To be in the studio. I left to go take care of some business. I guess they was on their they young rowdy stuff. But they they reasons they wanted to make some money to go to a show to get to my outfit. You know, the people, kids, I always think that's the reason, but I respect it, but I don't. But at the same time, being that age, I respect it. They took his took my homie laptop who had shot videos and recorded the funerals and they say they take that. Well, I leave and just take that and they gone when they call me, hey bro. Ooh. So now this is the person I'm in business with. So I got to come back to the business and it's my homie, but these my family. They put me in a position where I'm like, bro, I call their mom, like, auntie, woo-woo. I said, I'm gone. Because that mm. situation right there. And you trying to feed people. Could have got myself, we could have got something, you know what I'm saying? My homie could have felt like I helped him do that mm. and just did something to me. That's how I work in Chicago. People don't think about the, the if he did. Mm. Like, I didn't call him a bitch. Well, I mean, two of them. Nah, he the one started. No, nah, it wasn't him. It was him. No, nah, it won't dread. Like any little thing. It, it just, yeah. So speaking of Chicago, um, you know, kind of when it comes to the drill culture, do you have a connection to its roots? What's your connection to oh, Lamron or three hundred or O Block? Oh man, my connection was E Day. So I'm original. I'm like I'm original Chicago like music person. Like so at the same time, like when I was doing my thing on the West Side, I was going out there to mess with E Day when Chief, when Keith Newman was staying at his house and stuff like that. So I seen them grow. Like, by, by, by them got them getting into music and really got them, like, actually standing up, I fuck with it. I'm just from out west. So, like, I fuck with them being outside and putting on for Chicago and hell. So, like, when I be in LA and shit like that, I fuck with all Glow Gang and all of them. Like, I appreciate them opening the door because guess what? They make people automatically grasp to our music way. So, I got a good connection to that shit because it, it controls the way that I know mm. the gang shit. <laughs> so, what does Chicago look like today? Who are, the, um, who, who are the hottest artists? Who should we be looking for? Who's next? Man, don't have me do that. <laughs> man, I can't do that. I can't do it. But you're going to leave somebody I'm out? Too to Chicago as like hands-on right now. And me speaking on the, me being in the, the, the industry, it might be some people that want me to speak on them that still finna come up. Mm. So I don't want to do that. You know what I'm mm. saying? I feel like right now, the fact that I done came in and I, and I made it in dope, everybody gonna make it right now. That's why I go back. So I'm working on people projects and stuff like that. I'm finna like open up um, a Chicago's Got Talent so people can win actual project mm. to get to get mixed because they, they ain't got no money for it. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna give it back to you. Just win. Just go yeah. hard. It ain't gotta be no big ass like showcase shit like that. But the fact that you just win just to get your mixtape do so I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. Mm. So by me being in, I'm just opening the door. Like I started a distribution with Empire, so I can. Like, yeah, some talk shit. about that. <laughs> Wait, was you not supposed to talk about that? It's, it's like you know, don't slip by me. Like, Hold on, player. It's like this: some shit that my mama say cover your ass, and it's some shit that they say nobody never made it and got down. Want to get back and come back? I did that shit, and I'm sitting back chilling. Watch everybody say, "Man, nobody from Chicago reach really trying to open the door." That's an umbrella. I'm A.L.A. Marvin producer. If I produce a project and distribute your music through the publishing company, you're registered. We can make a streaming tape right now. So now what I did, I opened up a record label with the distribution 
so I can put their music on title, have a music, give them a distribute day. You feel me? And you can actually make money. I could pay you a check. I'm gonna get you a check. They can't give you a check. Now they can't register your music. The distribution companies like, are they doing something to guarantee plays or some shit? Or is it no, see one thing about it. I'm glad it don't work like that no more. So what's really the difference between working with them or just working with like distro Man, kid tune core? We can't contact. Can you can you like it's like this? I I do this shit like this. I go on my mixtape.com. I can't even get them log in. You get it? So I gotta go through somebody to somebody and pay some shit. Who got that contact where I can just sit down and say, hey bro, I'm trying to do music. Can y'all just upload it? That's all people need. Music is making it off that shit being hard. That shit ain't making out what you put behind. You can, it's people put means behind these but, weak ass songs. Every but I day. mean for distro kid for twenty dollars a year, you can put unlimited music out. But your song, like it's like it's like you want to make money or do you want to be an artist when people hear music? I'm not about the making money part because it's gonna come. I'm about getting opportunities for people to hear your music like they playing their music. We don't, we, people not making hard ass songs because they getting discouraged because, oh, my music can't go on front page live mistake. But guess what? When Cicero found out that you can drop something, you could be on recent and still be known, you could pick up 5,000 goddamn streams. But who gonna give you that contact? Because we all rappers. You feel me? We producers who only want to make money. Who thinking about this shit? I'm thinking about this shit. I don't care. I'm blessed with five talents. I don't care about that shit. So I ain't got nothing to do but help. So it's like, I can't, I'm going to put you on with him. He's going to charge $2,000. And then you're going to go be discouraged. Your mixtape never come out. That's on my heart. Because I want to work with you and keep on saying, this is real fuck with me, man. I be feeling that shit, bro. Mm. As much as I go up and come back down, I be feeling that shit. Like, I can't get people to beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now you got can't. I be like, man, that shit's weird. What can I do? I will. I know somebody who got to log in. Hey, bro, charge them $100, drop their little singles on Spirilla. Now, that's for all the upcoming artists. It's just little certain shit you can do. I ain't got to do no big-ass distribution, but guess what? I can go get your music put on Apple Music so you can go tell that girl, stop playing Drake. Put my shit on. <laughs> you sitting right here playing my shit on Apple Music too, sweet. <laughs> you feel me? Like my artist from Plaque Atlanta. He used the school. What's the name of the artist? Young, um, t- um, young YNS Tali. Okay. Tali. So what he did was he used the school way. Colleges and shit? Yeah. Everybody's already paying attention to him. He's playing basketball. So by he seeing me doing the music way, he just took the route to get his music put out, how to, to have the baby know how anybody put their music out. So yeah. everybody looking at him like, boy, you done popped out. That's, that's why all that's these new artists is coming from, bro. When they figure out how to put their music out, that's why you pop. That's why I dropped the tape. I was like, everything I'm doing is Project X. I'm practicing on myself. So when I come tell you that this shit gonna work, I'm telling you this shit gonna work. This is the formula. I dropped my tape and did 20000 a week. Whether it sound good, you see what I'm saying? It was organic. It just happened, you see what I'm saying? See, that's how I know you get money because one common story I see in Atlanta is, well, damn, he did that for you? How do you do that? Well, he did it for himself. And you learn how to do something for yourself and yeah. then you start realizing people like, and show me how to do that. Show me show how, how to do that. that yeah. And it's kind of a good storm because you get a chance to yeah, help yeah, people. Yeah. And then like, yeah, don't charge them a ton, but charge them a little, you know, a little yeah, something. Little you know something, yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. So, <clears throat> we saw that you had a single when you were rapping that was produced by Speaker Knockers. Is that correct? Mm. I wonder if we saw that in the research. Mm, yeah, I, I think that was Kia Wanda. Okay, so talk, yeah. So talk, wait, did you rap? Yeah. Okay, so so talk about that part of it. So, I really rapping like I'm cold as hell. Like I really like got to talk, but at the same time. It's like, man, it's like being, I can't say LeBron. This shit, this shit deeper than LeBron. This shit like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go, dude. It's like, man, bro. Mm, I wanna say Mike. You know how hard it is to say, I know I can make 50 shots, but I ain't finna take them. But I'm finna win a game with everybody. Everybody know I'm finna come out here and I can make 100 shots. They know I'm the, the magical player. I come run up out of this motherfucker. Bro, you know, know I come in this bitch and make 10 beats, 10 minutes, come in this bitch and play all type of shit, make an R&B beat, pop beat, trap beat, make four songs in 10 minutes, mix the shit, and goddamn all that. But I be feeling some type of way about that because that's too much. So this is the shit I deal with with having all these talents and these gifts. I don't, I feel like, nah. So, bro, let me show you how to rock. So I, apply, I feel back. Like, I want to do it, but I keep becoming a bigger part. Like, 
this some shit I this some shit that people gotta step up to the plate and be like, okay, do you want your money or are you here? Are you here put putting this shit for a purpose? I got a seat. I didn't know. I, I just found out I got a seat in this shit. Mm. See, I'm growing into my seat now. Now I'm probably gonna be executive producer. But if I want, just kept talking all that, man, I want to rap. I did that, and I discouraged every rapper that I was working with. Mm. And they were like, damn, since we're finna stop giving me the beats. <laughs> it never was like that. But guess what I want? Man, I used to rap, man. I got I want to do, do my but it discouraged everybody. Cause they thought they know I finna go crazy. I think that's where Ye fucked up at. And I don't want to do that. Cause I don't want all the rappers looking at me like them. Cause that's the that's the difference I got between rappers. I'm a rapper, but I'm a producer. So guess what? We're not in competition. Never. You my boy. I'm here to help you. Don't you ever feel like I'm against you? Because guess what? I'm not a rapper. On my time, I'm a rapper. On your time, you're producing your engineer. And so now you get a chance to be more inclusive. Yeah, you get yeah. a chance to. You already gonna get on because you already got what you got. But now you get a it chance discour- to. It dis- everybody discouraging each other. You know when everybody go hard, we don't get nowhere. So what's the solution then? Stop going hard. Let somebody else go hard. And just let them have their shine. Let somebody else have their shine. Mm-hmm. Today not my time. I done rap 15 songs. People keep going to the studio letting that same person rap every day. And the person with the sauce in hand, I'm steady playing. And then he make his own, and then he hot, and then you mad. No, just let everybody get a chance. Why people can't get a chance? This my this my thing. Why? I'm doing it. I ain't got shit, but I'm giving motherfuckers a chance. Why, why, why people that's doing this shit for real can't give motherfuckers a chance? What's going to hurt you about giving a motherfucker a chance? Answering they text, answering they tweet, getting on the song. It's going to hurt you. You getting on weak-ass songs anyway. You not hot by getting mad at other people's music anyway, so why you won't get on one of these young people's music and turn yourself back up? That's why they not getting turned back up. And they want to complain about the sound that's out, the beats that's out, the fucking engineering that's out. That's that's fucking you. Ain't so what would you tell somebody? Like, what would you tell like a, a young artist? Just like more of like a moral code to live by. Like when you get into the rap industry, like what's the code to live by? Like be humble. Like, like what would Man, you tell to them? I would say be humble to a certain extent. Be humble to the things that like like the fruits of your labor. You ain't got no fruits of your labor, so you can't walk around feeling yourself. Well, fuck yourself up. So I say be humble to that certain extent. But uh, but as far as your talent. Hell no. Hey, bro, yo, your fucking brain probably over with. I'm fresh. I'm new. You don't want to try some shit? Mm. Anybody who don't want to try some shit is a problem. Because guess what? Everything that's the first always go. That's facts. That's facts. Southside type of shit. Mm. Yeah. Anything that's the first is gone. <laughs> but like the first come out tomorrow with, with the yellow guy, man, but not on his tail. But the apple on that bitch, he's gone. Like we just cut off and uh, then we just cut off somebody's head. Now they, they cut off somebody's head. And and uh on live, Sizzle went uh Icy Narco. We gave his um the artist name Head Patch. Mm-hmm. You get it? Right. Yeah, one patch, they cut all the shades, all his hair, and shade that right, left a dot, left a dot. <laughs> it created it created the artist. Yeah. Head patch. Now I looked on like, oh, that shit fine. <laughs> so you're saying like the first when it's the first thing is gone, what you mean by like you say like I ain't really. You ever catch seen it. the artist named Head Patch? Nah. Right. So if he put him in the studio with Cicero and Sizzle and we give him a song. She gonna be hard. Mm. You gonna listen to head patch. That's so you, what I say. So you're saying like if it's the first thing, it's gonna catch it's everybody's gonna attention. Oh, okay. Well, okay. no, the, the first to do something. First to do something. Yeah. It's gonna be the yeah. good. Okay. Why you think ain't nobody going number one? I, I thought because I re- I thought you said like the first I, I person like the first person to do I thought you were saying like the first person to do someone is like kind of like that sacrificial like lamb like not, they might yeah. not they're not gonna catch it but someone behind it might catch it. I'm That's not, what I was thinking not. you were saying. Just the first do anything. It could be a little switch up. Mm. Well, I think there's a little bit of that too because I'm thinking about what Doug was saying last week about how he was talking yeah, about nah, I created the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, that's nah, it. Nah, that's what did, I was thinking. Bro. He did. See, people gotta stop doing that, man. Yeah, it's like it's like a burden you gotta I carry. To with, be, uh, I agree with what he said, like in too, large part, too, just because right. he took some heat that you know when he wore that he dress, did. people it was a lot of heat that he took. But now people can do stuff and they just won't question it. Oh, he must be like. It's that. like he's expanded the borders. Why, why can play. is that so? Now why is that so okay? It's good. Because he already did it. He already did it. You know what I'm saying? So now that's lame. Mm -hmm. You get it? But now it's like, just do something. That's why we have a lot of fucking blog news and a lot of not enough music. A lot of what? Facts. Blog news and not enough music. They got a thing saying, can the producer get paid? Yeah, when they stop talking. Bro, you too wise. (laughs) I can't can't handle all this. You got too much wisdom. Can the producer get paid when they go rap and stop acting like they activists? Like, this is the NBA game at the end. You want to do ESPN? Everybody want to do ESPN. Facts. Why y'all want to keep doing ESPN? Would you want ESPN so I can get paid? I just sent you 40 beats, bro. It's been three months. You You ain't did nothing that we supposed to do. So guess what? How I supposed to eat? I just paid for my Ubers to go back to your studio. Two weeks. I'm paying for my food. 
Because I'm here to work, it's your job. But I'm waiting on later because I told you I'm going to trust you that you got me later. That's why niggas stop making beats because people don't hire niggas later. Soon as you get your, you get your stuff going, they gone. Night time, everybody send me some beats. Pop to your producer, you know what I'm saying? Pop to the person you was grinding with. Mm-hmm. You, how you gonna forget that this motherfucker got down? You said you think that happens more often than not? Yeah. Oh, God. That happens all the time. It's happening right now, guess what? Look, man, it's a genocide right now. We killing ourselves. Mm. Producers killing producers and, and, and the artists, we killing ourselves, bro. And, and that's why I'm glad I like 808 Marshall, bro, because we just have fun. Cause, Cause, even though all that shit be going on, we still having fun. So when the music come out, it's like, oh shit, them niggas over there still making hard shit. Oh shit. Well, that brings us to one particular segment of the Producer Grind podcast called the Um Factor. In the Um Factor, you have thirty seconds to answer the question. <laughs> to answer the question or topic we give you, you cannot stop. You cannot say um or ah. Uh. You can't stop longer than I one second. Get ready to set up this. The Um Factor with Cicero on the beat on the Producer Grind podcast. Cicero, right. are you ready? Yeah, Cicero, you have thirty I seconds. I fucked up already. See, <laughs> I didn't give you Cicero, you have thirty seconds to describe all the things you did with your first big paycheck. Ready, set, go. I flew all the guys out of town and showed them their favorite rapper. I gave my grandma her rent for two months. I took care of all my older aunties and my grandbrother. I took care of my little brother and my sisters. I spent all my money on all the fifteen family. seconds. That's what I did. I blew it on the family. I take care of my family. Tim. I blew it on my family. I take care of my family, my kids. I blew it. I blew it. Nah, you can't repeat yourself that many times. Got to. I, I still respect it. I yeah, still that's respect a big shit. Like, I don't care what you yeah. I blew that shit on my family, boy. Y'all gonna see what this shit do. Yeah. Now I'm cool. I can go do it one day. See, that's crazy. We had a follow-up question. It was gonna say, hey, so what would you have done differently? But shit, I think that's the best thing you could do. Most definitely. Always get back to your family. Yeah. Family first. Because now, the shit that I want, it ain't fucking with my work no more. What you mean? It's, I'm telling you, it's real shit. Like, now that I did that shit, now that I'm more of a family man, I don't care about going to the club. Oh, okay. So yeah, now, okay. I've been, I can be in the studio for the whole weekend. And like, it was the weekend? Mm. Weekend's passed now. It's like putting, you like, it's like getting yeah. you like more straight and narrow. My house that's been sitting there and I went to two, 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 two states. Bro, I had some vans on from L.A. to Chicago to Atlanta. I had posed and went back to L.A. I had moved to L.A. Then I had left L.A., went to Chicago, then came to Atlanta and went to Miami. and came back to Chicago and went back to Miami and came back to um, Atlanta. And I left my, I had these vans on because I didn't go back and get my, my shit. But I was working so hard. I, didn't, I went back and what I need the bathroom shit for. So I started getting like, oh, shit. It ain't really about me coming to the studio, Doug, and I'm in this bitch. I'm working, so I done got the vans on. I done went to three, four cities and made vans with these vans. Mm. I just changed, and I found some shoes at my grandma's house. These old. These are my grandma's house. I watch people, you know what I'm saying? I'm learning this little shit now. So when that shit, you feel me? I ain't got that many habits. And I hang around people who don't care about their music shit. So it's like, it tone you down. They'll sit in the house and watch all the shit on TV you'd never think about, and you just, now you want to make some beats? Like, fuck it, they'll make some beats. You getting through these days that we be so in a rush to. You watching Instagram like I need change. Yeah, we do, but if I went around him, just chilling, think about shit. I ain't thinking about. For oh, sure. So what? What do you think? What's the What's the biggest difference between Atlanta culture and Chicago culture? Oh shit, ain't no difference. No difference. Mm, it's a perfect match. Shalana, that's what you got me. I'm the first living proof of a Shalana product. I'm from Chicago and I'm from Atlanta. Mm. It's, nope. yeah. it's perfect, bro. Because, yeah, think about it. Atlanta had the way of life. We had the structure of life. What do you mean by that? It's how you do it, but this is how we're going to do it. Good cop, good cop, bad cop. One thing that I've always thought about in Chicago, you know, Chicago is really segregated, right? So it's like all the black people on the west and the south side. And there's so many opportunities historically that were denied to black people that are readily available in Atlanta that have been readily available for years and decades. And so in addition to finding a newer little Chicago in Atlanta, I also have found like a little Jersey. Uh, yeah. So, I fuck with Jersey. See, it's like this. I done been to these places. I stayed in Jersey too for a month. 
Right. Um, and Nutley, working with Water Music, publishing company. They actually taught me how to do the EDM shit. Oh, hell yeah. You do EDM? Yeah. Talk about it. It's, it's like, I do it on my, like, the shit I make on my own You say own you do time. EDM? Ron do everything. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a, that's I a, love, that's I a love shit. That's your shit? Yeah. But bro. it's like, it's like, I be wanting to catch a real vibe. Like, I'm trying to learn how to, how that shit gonna upset. You know that, that nigga, you know exactly. Like, I know what you're talking the about. transition yeah. point. It's crazy. Before I, like, getting that shit started and the basket of that shit, hell yeah, man, I love that shit. I love that shit. That's yeah, you show me some of your shit, man, yeah. for real. I love, like, bro, yeah. I love EDM. Yeah. Like, trap EDM. You gotta, you gotta put me on that. Actually, yeah. Really, I wanna get into that shit. Fuse actually be done. Fuse actually is one, one like, from AWA Mafia. Mm-hmm. Fuse doing it. Oh, for real? Oh, word? Yeah, hey, yeah, um, Mayhem. Mm. He's fucking with Mayhem. I don't know Mayhem. Um, that's an um, EDM producer. Mm. Um, he's fucking with somebody else, too, but Fuse, Fuse does EDM. I done heard some of his shit. I Did TM actually, do it, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, even Dan, he came to, but I didn't see him. The Fuse, Fuse, because I was in the studio with him, and I seen him actually do that shit, I'm like, bro, you just really just. Yeah, it's crazy, you though. You did, yeah, it's crazy. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want to do the whole little, like shit. the sound yeah, design, yeah. the sound waves, and yeah, everything. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I like making beats now. Like, what's well, shit? What's next for you in 2018, man? 2018. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Pause, man. You got, you got. Yeah, man. Hey, look, I was no, thinking, man. I was thinking it, but I'm like, I'm gonna slide. I'm, I'm coming out as an artist. Stop but on some fun shit, I'm gonna come out with all my artists. They don't know it yet. It's like a mixtape situation. Yeah, I'm gonna come out. Yeah, I'm gonna come out. I just want. I feel like it's boring. They they boring right now. As a producer <laughs> and as a porn producer, I can say this. Like we can say this. Like they fucking boring. It just <laughs> it's, it's don't I'm doing that. So mm. like sizzle rapping. That shit was just so fun in Miami. Sizzle being rap, bro. It was like oh, I was so high. Oh, like bro, you finna rap? <laughs> bro, like, he was making. He was like really making hard ass songs. So I was mad. Like oh shit. Nah, Sizzle really be going hard though, bro. Producer rapping, but just to have a thrill to it. So most, not, not trying to more go than like it. most of the time though. I don't know. Some about when a producer starts rapping, I don't just automatically gravitate to it. They gotta really be go, go hard, like to really catch my yeah, ear. Yeah, because you got someone that try to prove a point. It feels like a lot are trying to prove a point, to be honest. But you got some that make it hard for me to come out. Like, why I don't come out. I think about coming out all the time, but like, I'm too important. Like, I get time for him coming out. That's why I be like, what's wrong with Ye? I don't get him. Ain't that supposed to be the top producer? We supposed to be looking up to? Yeah, I need to check him. <laughs> for real. Yeah, check yeah. him. He tweaking. I'm putting everybody on, like, me, I'm, I really love music. I really want to become this shit. Like, I really want to be a fucking superstar producer. Like, you feel me? I really want to be a hit maker producer. I don't care how long it takes. I told myself it's gonna take 10 years. I'm on probably like the ninth year on just starting. So now this is another reset button because now I'm in. So now I got a whole nother team to go. Mm. I feel that. Shoot, man, we definitely appreciate you pulling up, man. You definitely dropped a lot of gems for us. Before we go, I had a quick question. Like, what's your spiritual like habits daily? Like, what's your spiritual um, habits? So like you do anything like a routine or something? Oh, you wanna see my gun? You know, everybody yeah. be having their straps in the studio. No, I mean spirit, like spiritual, like you know what I'm saying? Everybody had a, I got the strap. <laughs> Whatever holds you down. <laughs> my bag, my bag. I take my bag to the studio and I put it in the middle, or like I put it by the by the shit. And it's a Bible. And I don't open. It. I don't open my Bible. I don't read it. I don't touch it. I feel it. Mm. I put my hands on top of it. The words. <laughs> That's dope. I, I, I can feel that. <laughs> because guess what? We're all one. You can't tell me nothing. He can't tell me nothing. He can't tell me nothing. We can't tell nobody nothing until that person come back and just tell all of us. I said something. So until that day come, it don't even matter. We just got to rock out. So at the same time, rocking out with my brothers and my sisters. Humanity. We all equal. Give a fuck. We equal.